This shit a motherfucking layup I been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef Curry with the pot, boy Live from the 301 Live from the pot I want to welcome my audience To episode number 68 Of Curry in the Pot Back again, ladies and gentlemen I'm back with another episode I know it's a little late I know I'm recording a little late But this is Wednesday night at approximately 8.40 p.m., I'm coming at you guys with a, a pre-Thanksgiving episode, if you call it. Recording a little early than usual. Usually record on Thursdays, but you know, NFL starts at noon tomorrow, so I gotta get in the studio early. But before I recap last week's games, we got we got something special for you guys. So on the line via Skype, I got the co-producer. The legend, the, the man behind the scenes, man. I got my boy, Mr. B. Jones, on the line. B. Jones, what it do? Yo, back in the building again. Just here to talk a little pigskin. Here to talk a little basketball, a little hoops, you know. Just kick it with my boy. First time on the Skype thing, so hope hope it goes well. Yeah, I think I think I think this is gonna be fun, man. It, it's sounding sounding pretty smooth. The the quality sounds really good. Hopefully we won't get any interruptions though. <laughs> That's all I could say. But yeah, we got some got some things to talk about. Uh, of course, it's always something going in the, going on in the NBA. It's just, it seems like the the NBA is like a reality show. What you think? Definitely. You think you th- is that accurate? Definitely, definitely. We got uh, we got what's going on with the Warriors. We got the Wizards. Uh, Jimmy Butler saga just concluded. Markel yeah, Fultz. Um, Markel Fultz, and now they trying to uh, create a storyline with Kemba. So I mean, yeah, it's, always, it's definitely always something going on. We had Kawhi a few months ago, uh, so yeah, it's always entertaining. Yeah, NBA, NBA's definitely become a soap opera. It all it all started with LeBron James in 2010. Honestly, you can even take it before that, but in the in the age of social media. The NBA right. has definitely become a soap opera. But right. let's talk NBA real quick. Got a few storylines, but the storyline I really wanted to talk about was the local storyline, and that's with the Washington Wizards. So it's been reported that the Wizards are open to trading anybody on the team. That includes all-star backcourt John Wall, Bradley Bill, obviously Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre. It, it, the whole team is on the trade block and Bradley Beal is officially on the trading block. I think he has the most value because uh, his contract isn't that bad. He only has two years left on his deal. John Wall has the super max that kicks in next year, which is is damn near untradeable to trade him with that contract. I don't think anybody really wants that. And, you know, the NBA is loaded with point guards anyway, so it will be extremely tough to trade him. I heard the Pelicans have interest in Otto Porter, but the Wizards' asking price may be too steep. Me personally, I don't like Otto Porter. I would get rid of that guy in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, I know. I think was it the Nets or the Kings that offered him the max deal? It, it was the. Um, I want to say, huh, I want to say it was Sacramento. I really do want to say it was Sacramento, but I know yeah. the Nets. He had a meeting with the Nets, and I think Sacramento gave him the offer sheet. Yeah, I think the War—I mean, the Wizards—they just got suckered into that. Like they gave 
First of all, they gave Bill. Bill was the first one to get them Max, I think, right? Either Bill yeah, or Yeah, he was the first, and it was Bill. He deserved it, though. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Bill deserved it. Yeah, he gave it to Bill, then they gave it to Otto, and now they just gave it to Wall. And you see good teams that have success for a long period of time. They know who to cut losses with, and they know who to who to keep. Like you look at in the NFL, look at somebody like Belichick. Like he's constantly getting rid of players before they're about to get their max deal. So I don't mm-hmm. think it was I don't think it was any reason, based on the production that he showed, and even based on what his ceiling is. I don't think he should have ever got a max contract. But I mean, he's the key to the logjam that they're in right now because. It's it's been proven that Bill and Wall they don't really coexist. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But if you had a hundred million to work with, you could get some other pieces in there that could probably ease the pain, uh, ease the um, the tension between those two. But um, since you committed a hundred to Otto, a guy that's averaging nine points a game, I mean, you're hemmed up. It's not 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 much you can do. That that was my whole point, and. People, I had this conversation with my dad and and uh, one of my boy Darius's dad and and some of his friends over like Fourth of July, and I was saying how Otto Porter was not worth the money, and they were asking me, well, who who would you get? I said Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre may not be, you know, Kelly Oubre. He's not a finished product. He still has he he has a higher ceiling than Otto Porter, and uh, right. he's you know Kelly Oubre was raw coming out of college, but hey. Otto Porter is not the guy that's worth $100 million, so why not throw Kelly Oubre in there? Why not let him start at small forward? And you even maintain flexibility while doing that. You see crazy things happen in free agency. We saw the Lakers renounce Julius Randle's rights. Julius Randle would fit in perfectly with John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Kelly Oubre. That's an upgrade over Markeith Morris and what they currently have. It's just... My thing was flexibility. You gotta, you gotta maintain flexibility, and Golden State does that too. Right. That's like that's they, especially with their cap the way it is. I know it's always going up, but still committing. I think he's getting like twenty six million a year. Yeah, he, he's the highest Porter. paid player on the Wizards this year. And that's that's just something. If you want to be a, a competitive team, that's something that you just can't do. You cannot allow that. But uh, that's really uh, that's all I really want to touch on. I mean, I, I want to touch a little bit on the Markel Fultz situation. It seems like it's something new each time, and, and I don't want to bash the guy at all. You know, he's a guy that made it. You know, from the same you know city we're from, same you know same area we grew up in. I don't want to bash the guy, but the situation is just weird. Yeah, man. I... I hate to say it, but I don't. I don't really see it for the kid, man. Like the fact that this is the number one overall pick last year, and like he's getting round of applause for doing basic things like a crossover and getting to the lane and scoring a layup. Like it's just, it's like it's a little remedial. It's like <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that situation. It's just I don't. I don't ever see him hitting the potential that he was expected to hit when he first came in the league. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Though, in my opinion, it's sad, bro. Yeah, I mean, the jury's still out on him, but like, mm-hmm. he's still he's still young. He's still got a lot of time. But me personally, I would be shocked if he became like, I don't even want to say all star, like. 
uh, a highly productive player at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I mean, TJ McConnell is doing better than him. Like, like that. That's that's literally crazy. Yeah, it's just a weird situation because before the draft, his jump shot looked great, and we mm-hmm. saw him at Washington, and he he looked like a. Me personally, I didn't think he was the best player in the draft. I thought Jason Tatum was, and we're mm-hmm. seeing that. But he definitely looked like he was worthy of being, uh, you know, one of the first three picks in the draft. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he got to this point where there's a lot of people are trying to say it's injuries. A lot of people are trying to say it's psychological. But like, I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy, so I can't call it. But it's just, it's definitely weird, like how this whole situation has transpired, like. I don't really know who's to blame, like whether it's him, the trainers, the Philadelphia organization, like, like if he was in a just if, if he was in a different situation, would this have played out any differently? I don't even know. Like that's just how weird the situation is. Exactly. It's not like he's with the Kings and we could say, oh, the Kings are a bad organization. The Kings right. ruined them. I don't right. really. I mean, besides the Sixers tanking, I don't really. I wouldn't consider them a bad organization, you know what I'm saying? And and they did get new front office guys recently, so. Yeah, and, and B came in with injury, Simmons came in with injury. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've recovered, so I don't, I don't. Yeah, know exactly. So it's, it's hard to blame them. It's hard to blame their training staff. But we're gonna switch gears into NFL, and Week 11 was a really really fun and exciting week in the NFL. So. I went nine and seven on the picks, and guess what, guys? Well, I'm not nine and seven. I'm sorry, we didn't even had that many games. I went nine and four on the picks, and my dad went seven and six. That's where I got the seven from. So I finally beat him. I finally beat the OG. And uh, let, let's recap these games. So last Thursday we had the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Green Bay Packers. I picked this game correctly, and the Seahawks got it done. It was a it was a good game. It was a good game all the way through, honestly. Thursday night, it can be hit or miss as far as the games, but this one didn't disappoint. Yeah, what you think, Jones? Yeah, it looked like it was going to get out of hand early because I think the uh, the Packers, they jumped out to an early lead. I think it was, it was it like 10 nothing, 13 nothing, something like that. It was 14-3 at the end of the first. Oh, yeah, because um, what's his name? The running back for the Seattle Seahawks, he fumbled like on the first or second play on the game. Yeah, it was, they, it was the first the, play of the game. Yeah, the Packers scored and then they came down, they scored another touchdown. So it looked like it was going to get out, out of hand similar to the um, Steelers and Carolina Panthers game. But then uh, mm-hmm. Seattle rebounded really well. I like how they executed. Like, I, they, they have a solid identity. Like, they're, they're kind of like an average team, but they have a g- good identity. Like, they, they found a, um, a good pocket with that run game. So, I mean, they, they live and die by that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's not really lighting up the stat sheet this year, but I mean, they, they're good enough to win some games. I don't definitely, think they'll be a playoff definitely. team. I don't think they'll be make the playoffs, but I mean, they'll be competitive in every game they play. For sure. Yeah, they do have the number one rushing attack. They're first in attempts and first in rushing yardage. So, I mean, you know, that's a good identity to have they had some guys uh, banged up especially on defense and on offense but those guys are back also uh i'm not like the mike mccarthy thing he definitely should have challenged that uh catch that oh yeah block it. that was incomplete i honestly i didn't even know that was incomplete until i saw like the clip the next day 
and then the fourth down thing i mean like it can that's one of those situations where if you if you go for it and you get it like everybody's going to praise you but if you don't they're going to call you they're going to call you an idiot so like for him to punting it's not as bad as people are making it out to see like it was four it was 40 four minutes left in the game so he had plenty of time the defense just didn't get a stop you know yeah, uh, so what I wanted to ask you was, do you think Mike McCarthy's time is done in Green Bay? hundred percent. I think he's. I think it's done. I think. I think, I think he'll. I think he'll get another job, but I, I think his time is up. Yeah, I've seen uh, people saying he he could go to Cleveland or something like no, that. I've, I've seen that. I've read that. What about Condoleezza Rice? You saw that? <laughs> Bro, I don't. Uh, they trolling. They trolling. That's all I'm gonna say. They trolling. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so let's uh, move forward to Sunday's games. We had a good slate of games on Sunday, and this one, first game was the Texans and the Redskins. Texans won that game twenty-three to twenty-one, and Alex Smith went down in that game with a gruesome injury. He is now out for the season. Colt McCoy now wants now is going to man the helm. He's going to uh, try to do what Todd Collins did back in two thousand and seven when Jason Campbell went out. And see if he can lead the Redskins to the playoffs. I don't know if that will happen. The Redskins do have a bunch of injuries, but I I, I actually like Colt McCoy. I think he's probably the best backup in the league. Maybe besides Lamar Jackson, I would say he's right up there. It's probably like top three backups. Yeah, this this game came down to the wire. Um, Deshaun Watson, he pretty he had an up and down day. The Texans were moving the ball, but I gotta shout out the Redskins defense, especially the past two weeks. They've been letting teams move the ball, but in the red zone, they've been clamping down. So shout mm-hmm. out to the defense, offense. Before Alex Smith um, went down, they were just like kind of trudging along. You know, this offense is not very explosive, but when Cole McCoy came in, he provided a spark plug. He even made a few plays on the ground. So you know, I'm. I don't know what to expect going forward. You see, a lot of times backup quarterbacks come in the game and they perform well in the first game, and then, and then they uh, their performance tends to average out. Like Baker Mayfield's first game, you, uh, mm-hmm. you've seen it in the Buccaneers with uh, Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston. Whoever comes off the bench, they um, they pretty they perform pretty well. But um, yeah. Close game, a uh, tough loss for Redskins. Shout out to the defense though for doing their thing. Yeah, tough, tough loss. Tough to see Alex Smith go down with the season-ending injury. Oh, yeah. This just seems uh, like the normal story for the Redskins, unfortunately. Yeah, I hope Alex Smith recovers. He's 34 years old, so his body's gonna recover a little differently than a younger player. But you know, I hope to see him back out there. Definitely. Next game, we had the Ravens and the Bengals, and we had my guy Lamar Jackson getting his first career NFL start. B. Jones, what'd you think about it? Uh, the offense, they were kind of running like a triple option offense. Lamar Jackson had 27 carries. I don't think that's sustainable. So, I mean, they kind of treat him like a gimmick quarterback right now. I don't know if he's ready to be like, mm-hmm. to run the full offense. But, I mean, shout out to him for getting the win. But I, the offense that they ran, I don't think that's too sustainable over a long period of time. Yeah, same here. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he really didn't start taking first-team reps until, like, the end of the week. So, I'm sure that's part of it because he had, like, an illness, like, on Thursday. Right. 
and uh, it, we didn't know who was going to start. It was either going to be him or RG3. We just knew they were both active. And then Lamar Jackson was announced the starter. And now it looks like Lamar Jackson will start this upcoming Sunday against the Raiders, which should be another good matchup for him. But the Ravens were able to pull out a win. The defense played sound as usual. Um, the, the Bengals just don't have enough right now. AJ Green is out their best player. They didn't. They, they couldn't get it done on the ground. Andy Dalton led them in rushing, actually. And I don't know. These are two middle of the pack teams. Is what it's looking like. They're both five and five, though. So next game we had. This uh started recording. It was a crazy game. I thought Carolina would pull it out, but the crazy thing is, my gut feeling told me that the Lions were going to win. Like, after I recorded uh, episode 67, I was like, yo, I think the Lions have a chance. And and, and they did. They, they were at home. They, they were able to get it done. Lions, not the, not the prettiest team to watch, but they did enough to get a win against a good Carolina team. Yeah, I think uh, that I, I do want to say that dude, Kenny Galladay, He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Like I see him like making like catches in traffic, like almost every week. I think he's he's like one of the best uh, catching traffic guys in the league up there with DeAndre Hopkins. But as far as the Panthers, I was kind of disappointed in what they saw and what I saw. You know, I like Cam Newton. He's my guy, but like this team is like they're very inconsistent. This is a Lions team. They got blown out by I think the Bears and the Vikings. Like. Recently, they got blown out by the Jets first game of the season, too. Mm-hmm. And then the Panthers, like, this is which is supposed to be a playoff team, they got blown out by the Steelers, and then they come out and lose this game. That's very disappointing to see. Yeah, that was not a good look for the Panthers. Hopefully, they do bounce back. They do have another, they have a tough game ahead against the Seahawks, who we just mentioned are a really good team. I think those two teams are actually pretty similar. But uh, that should be a good game this coming Sunday. So next game, we had the Titans and the Colts. This one was an absolute blowout. 38-10 was the final score. Andrew Luck threw for three TDs in that game. T.Y. Hilton had a resurgent game finally. Mariota did go down in that game. Blaine Gabber had to fill in and play the rest of the game. But I like what I've been seeing from the Colts this season. Yep, uh, Titans another inconsistent team. One one week they look great, and the next week they look like just like a bottom tier team. Uh, but shout out to Andrew Luck; he's having an excellent year under the radar. I think definitely under the radar. The announcers in that game were saying he's throwing for three three touchdowns in like I don't know how many straight games. I think it was at least like five or six. I know he has like over twenty on the year. He's not really throwing that many picks. So, yeah, he's having a great year, great bounce back year coming off that injury. Definitely, definitely good to see from a guy who was the number one pick when he came out of Stanford. Next game, we had the Cowboys and the Falcons. It pains me to recap this game. Disappointed in Atlanta, B. Jones. I really am. Cowboys got it done 22 to 19. Brett Maher. Kicked the game-winning field goal on the final play. And, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott had a monster game, though. 201 scrimmage yards. When Dak Prescott has 200 yards, no picks. Cowboys are really good. It's funny to say, but the Cowboys, they have they have a good formula, kind of. When, yeah, when they stick to that and it works, it's a good formula. It's a lot to unpack with this game, but... 
I'm not. This is like with a week eleven game, so I'm not gonna really go too deep into it. But what I will say mm-hmm. is, this Atlanta team, like I know they have injuries on the defense, but the offense, like when you look at their talent and the people that they have, like the talent they have is up there with the Saints, the Rams. The Chiefs, like, they have one of those types of offenses. And then, like, you can see it click, like, in game, like, in the game they played against the Saints earlier this year, game they played against mm-hmm. the Redskins. But then they'll come out, like, games like this against the Browns and against the Cowboys, and then they'll put up, like, 19 points, and you'll just be confused. Like, how do you put up that many points with this talent on offense? It's just confusing to me. It baffles me. As far as the Cowboys go, I've uh, slandered Dak Prescott a lot this year, but these past two weeks, he's uh, since Amari Cooper's been in the offense, aside from the Titans game, like I think they've kind of found the identity. Like mm-hmm. they, I mean, it was pretty obvious that they have to go through the power run game, but for some reason they just found that out. And when the power <laughs> run game is working, that opens up play action and other things for Dak Prescott to make plays down the field. So shout out to him for uh, taking care of the ball. And uh, the plays that he has to make. Yeah, uh, everybody knows how I strongly dislike the Cowboys, but I got to give credit when credit is due. This was a game they needed to win to stay afloat in the division. I did slander them for having a statement loss a few weeks ago against the Titans, but they are now one game back behind the Washington Redskins, who they play tomorrow afternoon, which should be a really good game considering they did lose to the Redskins a few weeks ago. The Redskins are still number one and Cole McCoy is starting. So this game should be really good. Next game we had was the Buccaneers and the Giants. The New York football Giants got a W. Saquon Barkley, though, he had a monster game. He got it done on the ground. And we all know how good he is catching the ball out of the backfield. The Giants got a W for the second week in a row. 38-35 to 35 was the final score. What's your takeaways, B. Jones? Yeah, man, this Bucks team is like, like we said before the year, we said they were going to be bad. Fitz, Fitz magic lasted, what, two or three weeks. I knew that was mm-hmm. a fluke. You knew that was a fluke. And now, <laughs> like, both of their quarterbacks, they, like, they get a lot of yards, and but they also turn the ball over a lot. They're the and same they just, guy. Yeah, they're and they, the same they, guy. And they're, flip, they're just flip-flopping back and forth. It's just, it's just a bad team. As far as the Giants go, I'm glad to see Odell Beckham and Saquon get it going. Like, they're both talented players, along with Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, for this offense to be held dormant. So I was, I was glad to see they have them have an offensive explosion this week. What do you think about Dirk Cutter's job going forward? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. No doubt about he's it. He's gone? Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. Unfortunately, he... It, it's weird. He might be the scapegoat. I don't. I don't think Dirk Cutter is totally the problem, but he's definitely part of the problem. And this this cold quarterback carousel is just. It's, it's just it's a, weird. It, it's a joke. <laughs> it definitely is a joke. The, the Buccaneers team as a whole is a joke. They are a catfish. This is a team whose wave I rolled after hard knocks. I was like, the Bucks are going to be the team to beat. I was like, they got Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, drafted Chris Godwin. I, I said, man, this team's going to be good. And and they're, they're just proving us right. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Fitzpatrick starts again 
in like a few weeks. <laughs> the way this yeah, team is going to stink it up against the 49ers. Fitzpatrick is going to be back. All right, so next game, we had the Steelers and the Jaguars. The Jags, they, they really had a chance to win this game, and I, I really think they should have. You believe they should have won. 20-16 to 16 was the final score. Big Ben found a way. The Steelers found a way, even though James Conner had a horrible game, and Big Ben started off terrible. It was at one point where he only had, like, 13 yards, in the, and it was almost halftime. Yeah, man, the Jags, Jalen Ramsey's my guy. I'm, I'm sorry that the season has gone off the rails. And this was really their season encap- encapsulated in, like, really one game. First half, they shut them out. But the thing is, I knew this was a possibility because when they were getting all the turnovers they and they were getting in the red zone, they were only getting field goals. They mm-hmm. had three trips to Josh the red Lambo zone. Just trotting onto the field. Mm-hmm. They had three trips to the red zone, and they got nine points. I was like, they got to get some touchdowns because this Steelers offense is explosive. I don't think AB had mm-hmm. a catch until the fourth quarter. Shout out Jalen Ramsey had him on lock, get, got two picks. But then the Steelers, when it mattered the most, they put up the points that they needed to, and they, they got it done. So shout out to them. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. He got that defense playing well. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Next game, we had the Broncos and the Chargers. This was a good game. I wasn't really surprised that the Broncos won because, you know, this is the AFC West. The Broncos still have a really good defense. And Phillip Rivers, he kind of choked in this one. But I got to give credit when credit is due to the Broncos defense, though. Played a really good football game. 23-22 to was the final score. And my guy McManus kicked the field goal. What you yeah, think about I mean, this one? I think I actually didn't see any snaps of this game. The later games, I turned on the Eagles game, and then after that got out of hand, I, I wasn't really paying attention to anything. But um, I mean, I'm not too worried. The Chargers, what they were, they were like on a five or six game winning streak. Six. Know? It was six. Six. Yeah, you get unlucky at some point. Broncos aren't a very good team. I think going forward, I think the Chargers, they are. Uh, They'll be a problem in the playoff just the way they're constructed. They have an athletic defense and they can put up points. Melvin Gordon is a top top three running back, maybe. So I'm not too worried. Definitely it's, top five. Uh, I could see top three though, because you know oh, Avion's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, yeah, top five. My fault. But uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about this. I think they'll be fine moving forward. Next game was a game that disappointed us both. It was the Raiders and the Cardinals. I was. I was upset after this game. I really was. I was like, are you serious? The Raiders won a game. But they did beat up on a rookie quarterback. I I really want the Cardinals to win because I was, you know, just like looking through the... I was just looking through like the the stats and stuff on the ESPN app because I was at the Wizards game. And I was like, whoa, like this game is kind of like coming down to the wire. But the Raiders got it done 23 to 21. Derek Carr, he played all right. Didn't turn the ball over. I don't really have much to say about the Raiders because they're just a they're just a team right now. The Cardinals, they're a bad team. We figured they were going to be bad, so I thought they would pull this one out, though. What you think? Yeah, I didn't see any snaps of this one, too. I was surprised to see that the uh, Raiders won. I mean, not really going to speak on them. They're obviously looking forward to next year and beyond. John Gruden came in and deconstructed that whole team, so 
I mean, shout out for them getting a win, I guess, as far as the Cardinals concerned. I mean, they have good players on that team, but uh, something's just not clicking. Like, I feel Honestly, like the Raiders should be tanking, though. Why, why are they winning this game? Yeah, they I, just, I think they, they just messed up their draft position. I think they won this one on accident for real. <laughs> Next game, we had an absolute blowout. The Saints and the Eagles. Final score was 48 to 7. Didn't see any snaps of this game. But I just saw, you know, numbers climbing up the scoreboard. Final score 48 to 7, as I just mentioned. Drew Brees had four TDs. Carson Wentz had an awful game. Three interceptions. Mark Ingram, not Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram was the story of this game. He had two TDs on the ground. Traquan Smith, their rookie, he had two TDs. Every, I think everybody scored a touchdown. I think a tight end I never heard of, he scored. Yeah, I saw this game. It, it, like The whole first half, the Saints... They weren't even giving the ball to Kamara. Michael Thomas got the ball a few times. Traquan Smith was looking like Randy Moss, just making <laughs> all the catches, beating everybody deep. I know uh, the Eagles, I think they had two DBs go down in this game, and they've already had. They did. Darby, yeah. They had Darby go down, uh, McLeod go down, and Jalen Mills go down earlier. I know they said uh, Jalen Mills, I know he was getting a lot of heat because he always got cooked. But Razul Douglas, uh, it didn't look much better from him. So. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he was a banged up. It was an absolute blowout. I mean, the Eagles are trending down, the Saints are trending up. So I mean, that's all I really. They took care of business. Uh, oh, oh, Sean Payton's a little disrespectful though. It was yeah, um, he's he's wild. He's wild. He's he's big wild for was, that. I, it was thirty-eight to seven, I think, and it was a fourth and seven. And they threw a 40-yard touchdown to Alvin Kamara. So, no. <laughs> That's messed up, man. I'm sure fantasy owners were happy if they got Alvin Kamara. But that, that, that was disrespectful. Next game was the Sunday Nighter, the Sunday Night Cap. It was the Bears and the Vikings. Caught this one. Kirk Cousins is allergic to prosperity. I've saw this for multiple years during his tenure with the Washington Redskins. Kirk Cousins is now 4-12 and 12 in primetime games. 4-12. and 12. 83 guaranteed American million dollars. Fully guaranteed contract. First fully guaranteed contract to an NFL player, and it's Kirk Cousins, a guy that can't win the big games. Saw this one coming, 25-20, but the game, the score doesn't indicate how bad that game was for the Vikings. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, they made it. I wouldn't even say made it close. They made the score look a little better than it was at the end, but this game really wasn't close. Kirk, Kirk Cousins had uh, multiple turnovers, and that Bears defense is just really good. The offense, I wouldn't say it's explosive, but Mitch Trubisky, he, um, I said this in one of my group chats. I said he's what they wanted Tim Tebow to be. By they, you know what I mean? He can run around and he he could just make he makes the passes that he needs to make. So you said he was a one read QB, right? Yeah, I, I, he's a one. Like, <laughs> when, like when his first read is isn't uh, open, he'll either scramble or or check it down. So I mean, but but he 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 does what he has to. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's solid. He's solid. I, I'll say that about him. Final score twenty five to twenty. 
it, it looked really bad, guys. Judging from the score, you, you wouldn't know how bad that game was. And then we had the Monday Nighter. This was the best game I've ever seen in my life. Besides that uh, that Texas-USC game some time back, some time ago. Um, this was one of the greatest games I've seen in, in all of sports. You know, we had the six-overtime UConn-Syracuse game. We had, I was just thinking about that game. You know, we had a bunch of – this This was the best NFL game I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen some games. Even the Super Bowl a few years ago, uh, Patriots-Falcons. But this game, I've never seen a game like explosive, an NFL game explosive the entire game. You see that in college football, but like – it was explosive the whole way through. Final score was 54 to 51. And for people to say there wasn't defense, there was three defensive touchdowns scored in this game. So that's my take on that. Yeah, man. I, I agree with literally everything you just said. Like this, this game, like uh, probably the greatest NFL game. I know it was like a, it was a, a, a midseason game. So it would probably get more hype if it was like a playoff game or something like that. For sure, Super Bowl but, uh, it would get more hype, yeah. But this wasn't, like, I know the school, final score was high, but this wasn't a Big 12 game where it's like, it's like a two-hand touch, seven-on-seven. Seven. Like, <laughs> defense, both teams were playing defense. Like, you could tell by the turnovers, the plays being made. These offenses are just, both of these offenses are just super explosive. And the, and the game lived up to the hype. So, I mean, uh, shout out to the Rams for doing their thing. Shout out Aaron Donald. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a great game. I enjoyed it. Game definitely lived up to the hype. Unfortunately, my guy Patrick LeVon Mahomes, the second, didn't get it done. And the craziest thing is I saw a few people blaming him. Not like, you know, experts and stuff, but like some people were putting the game on Patrick Mahomes. And... If my quarterback throws six touchdowns on the road, if any QB does that, they win this game 99.9% of the time. This was just a different occurrence and an another, you know, juggernaut on offense. And they have, I've said Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is the best player in football. Some people say Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, it, it could be either way, but Aaron Donald proved why he is that dude. He made some plays, but Patrick Mahomes. Six touchdowns, three interceptions. I'll say two weren't really his fault. I, I still think the Chiefs are the better team just by this game. I think if this game had been played in a neutral site in Mexico City like it should have been, or if this game was in Arrowhead, the Chiefs win by 10 or more. Yeah, man. Momentum was just changing so much during this game. You know, it was... Uh, it, was, it, was it was a crazy game. I'm lost for words. <laughs> Yeah, really am. But uh, that was week 11. You see, it took us a minute to, you know, really, you know, recap those games. But we got week 12 starting tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Week 12, first game is the Lions and the Bears. We know the Lions always play on Thanksgiving at home at Ford Field. I like the Bears to win this one. Chase Daniel will start in place of Mitchell Trubisky. The Lions, on the other hand, have... Uh, rookie running back Carryon Johnson, who's actually been pretty good. He's out, and Marvin Jones, the Lions' best receiver, he's also out. I like the Bears to win this game, but I, I like I see them winning this game in a close one. 
Yeah, I was leaning towards the Lions until you told me about all the uh, injuries that they had. I think so. Even though Chase Daniels starting, I think that the Bears, that defense, I think they'll make enough plays uh, for them to get it done. So I'm gonna go with the Bears. Yeah, like it's like they get like a sack fumble or like a, a interception every game. So I think the Bears defense will carry them. I think they could win like 20 to 17, something like that. Second game we have on Thanksgiving, it is going to be the Cowboys hosting the Washington Redskins in Jerry's World. I like. I like. You gotta go with your team. You can't, you can't the Cowboys. I like the Redskins, but I would not be shocked if the if the Redskins lose this game because the Cowboys. Have been playing really good football lately, but they are prone to looking like the team they looked against the Titans. They are prone to looking like that. The Redskins did. See, the formula for the Cowboys is Zeke has to have a monster game. The Redskins were able to bottle him up in their last meeting. I think if the Redskins do that, they will win this game. Trent Williams is questionable. Jamison Crowder is questionable. Good news for those guys. And even the offensive linemen, they have filling in. They've been solid. They they kept the QBs fairly clean against the Texans. Besides, you know, the Alex Smith unfortunate injury. But I like the Redskins in this one. Cole McCoy is a Texas native. He has something to prove. I like the Redskins in a close one. I think for the Cowboys to be seven-point favorites is kind of disrespectful, though. B. Jones, what you think? Uh, this game is hard for me to pick because both of these teams are wildly inconsistent. Some weeks they look great. Some weeks they look, hey, um, I, I know a lot of people are saying Cope McCoy, he beat them on Thanksgiving four years ago. That means nothing to me. These these are two completely different teams. Uh, Zeke Elliott wasn't even on the team at that point, was he? I don't, I don't think so. No, this was 2014. Uh, yeah. DeMarco yeah. Murray was still there. And yeah, Tony so. Romo was starting. And their so, back yeah. was Brandon Whedon. So I think I think the key to this game is whoever uh, establishes their identity. You know, the Cowboys' identity is they like to play in low-scoring games and control the game with the power run game. Also, the Redskins like to do the same thing. So I think this will be a close game. I don't really think it will be a blowout. I think I'm going to lean towards the Cowboys just because they're at home. They play better at home, mm-hmm. uh, except for that game against the Titans. And if Zeke, Zeke Elliott, he's on the high street right now, so I'm going to just lean towards them because of that. But I'm not, I'm not 100% sold. Ezekiel Elliott can do whatever he wants. I don't care. He's on my fantasy team. He can get numbers as long as the Cowboys lose. Next game, <laughs> <laughs> next game is going to be the Saints hosting the Falcons. I'm pretty sure it's a foregone conclusion that me and you are rolling with the Saints. I am going to pick the Saints, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game or Atlanta, Falcons do sneak, tend to play them well. Yeah, they do play sneaks the away well. with the win. And the only the only reason I'm saying that Atlanta will probably sneak away with the win is because of how I stated earlier how they have a similar amount of weapons to them. So this game could become a shootout, even though the Saints defense has played well as of late. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's just a matter of which Falcons team is going to show up, honestly. Right. The one against the Redskins or the one the last two weeks, Browns and Cowboys. 
So next right. game, uh, the Sunday games, we have the Bengals and the Browns. I picked the Browns in this one. I don't think AJ Green is supposed to play, but I could honestly see this game going the other way. But I like the Browns in this one. I think I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, they seem to be responding well under uh, Greg Williams. So I think, I mean, the Bengals, is, they're just, I think they, what's the record? Five and five? Mm-hmm. They're five yeah, and five. I think they're, yeah, they're five and five. And I think their point differential is like, is that, is, I think, is it at least like negative 30? So uh, I think wow. the Browns, I think I'm going to go with the Browns. Let's keep in mind that Hugh Jackson is on the Bengals staff now. Let's not forget that. I'm aware. <laughs> Next game, we got the Bucks and the 49ers, a weird one. I didn't even circle this one. What you think? Then I'll give my prediction. I don't even know. I'm just going with the Bucks. I, I don't really have anything else to elaborate with. <laughs> I was thinking the Bucks too, but I just don't know. Game could go either way. I would let Siri pick it, but she failed me a few weeks ago. Next game, Bills, Jags. I'm going with the Jaguars. But I will say this, Jalen Ramsey, he better he better put up because he this is a guy, Josh Allen, he's supposed to start. He called him out. He said he's terrible and all of this other stuff. The Jaguars better win. Or Josh Allen will troll Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, man. Uh Jags gotta win this one. I'm gonna go with the Jags. They've been, they've been I, I will close. abandon all hope. They've been close to wins in the past few weeks, but I mean they they gotta win this one. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they, they they better they better. This is this is the freaking Bills. Next game, Ravens and Raiders. I'm going with Baltimore. Lamar Jackson will start, but. I'm gonna go with Baltimore. It's looking like he's not. I they say he they said it looks like Joe Flacco is unlikely to start. So okay, I'm just I'm I'm I think Lamar Jackson will start. I think they'll probably keep Joe Flacco on the shelf again for another week. And I mean this is a good. I think the Ravens could win without him. So I think Lamar Jackson should be in for a game. I don't think he'll run the ball as many times as he did last week. But I like the Ravens to win this one. I. They could blow the Raiders out, actually. Yeah, um, I have no reason to pick the Raiders, so I'm going to pick the Ravens. <laughs> Next game, Panthers-Seahawks. I didn't circle this one yet. I'm rolling with the Panthers. I think this is a must-win game for them as they try to compete for a wild-card position in the playoffs. I think this is a must-win game, and they're also undefeated at home. I don't think you will see a lot of points scored in this game at all, though. I'm rolling with Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Uh, Panthers at home, like I said earlier, this is an inconsistent team. But this is a must-win. If they want to make the playoffs, I think they'll respond to that at home well. Seahawks are also still, you know, jockeying for playoffs. But if they win this game, you know, they, they this could be a good. this going to be a good game. I'll say that. Next game, we have the Jets and the Patriots. Patriots always bounce back off of a loss, so I'm not really concerned. I like New England to win this one. Uh, yeah, Patriots. I, is Sam Darnold even playing? I can't even confirm that. I, yeah, I don't even know. Even if he is, um, still Patriots. Still Patriots. Next game, we got Eagles-Giants. 
Mm. <clears throat> I, for some reason, I'm leaning towards the Giants, but my boy Zeke, this is a Giants fan. Shout out to my boy Zeke, man, all the way from Cali. He said that the Giants have not won in Philly since 2013. I'm going to pick the Giants anyways. Eagles have a banged up secondary. If the, if the Giants can protect Eli just for a little bit, the Giants will win this game. Um, yeah, Eagles secondary is absolutely depleted, but I don't I don't think uh, Michael Bennett and uh, Fletcher Cox and those boys, I don't, and Malcolm Jenkins, I don't think they're gonna let the season go outside like this. So I'm, I think I'm gonna go with the Eagles. All right, next game, Colts and the Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Colts. I've liked what I've seen from them as of late, as of you know, like the past month actually. Colts have been really good. Uh, head coach Frank Wright looks like he's establishing his culture. It looks like they've done really well in the draft lately. Uh, they got this guy, this linebacker, Darius Leonard, I believe. He's out of yeah, South, Carolina South Carolina State. State yeah. yeah, he's he's been – he might be defense. the defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they also have Quentin Nelson, a guy who was being compared to Cowboys guard Zach Martin coming out, and they say he could be better. Looks like they've really hit in this draft. I like the Colts over the Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill is back, but I like the Colts. Yep, uh, I agree with that. I'm going to go with the Colts. I have no reason to pick the Dolphins. <laughs> Next game, Broncos-Steelers. This game is in the Mile House City of Denver, but I'm rolling with Pittsburgh. Mm, I think I might roll with the Broncos on the upset. Uh, just, just to roll okay. the Jacks. They, I they, can see uh, that. Did they beat the Chargers in LA last week, or was that in my house? I think. Let me see. Let me check my uh, my pick sheet. It was. It was in LA. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Broncos in this one. Steelers. They've been hot. They've won. I don't know how many in a row, but a good amount in a row. I think they're gonna have to drop one eventually. Cause I think they may drop. I one. think James Conner will have a bounce back game. He was shut down last week, but. I like the Steelers, though. I could see the Broncos winning, though. B. Jones made an excellent point. And then the Sunday nighter, we had the Vikings and the Packers. Um, I I don't even know. This is definitely a toss-up. NFC North showdown. As much as I don't like picking Kirk Cousins in primetime games, I like the Vikings to win this one. Yeah, I think I just don't have any faith in the Packers at this point. I think I'm going to just pick the Vikings. I like them. The also best. lost defensive lineman Mike Daniels, too. Mm, He's going to miss some time. Lost. Yeah. So I'm going to roll with Minnesota, even though Kirk Cousins is allergic to prosperity. I think I think, I think, I think they'll win. And then we got the Monday Nighter. This, is, this should be kind of a good game. It's the Texans and the Titans. I like... Wow, it's re- it's really tough. Are the Texans really gonna win eight straight? Are they gonna make it eight straight? I'm rolling with Houston though. They are back at home. Yeah, I feel like they have to lose eventually because there's eight eight straight in the NFL for a team that's not even like a Super Bowl contender. That's really crazy. It's but hard to do. Yeah, this Titans team is not. Um, 
they're like they're inconsistent. So I don't know, and I don't even know if Mariota is healthy. So I think. Oh yeah, healthy. that's a good point too. I don't know if he's gonna be a good to go. You know, this is only Wednesday. We, I really, I really don't even know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston. Houston. All right. So, uh, let me read my dad's picks. He did send me his. Uh, I'm just gonna read through them quick. He got. Lions, he picked the Lions over the Bears. I don't know why. <laughs> he picked the Redskins, picked the Saints over the Falcons. He picked the Bucks over the 49ers. Patriots to win over the Jets. Eagles over the Giants. Ravens over the Raiders. Bills over Jags. Panthers over Seahawks. Bengals over Browns. Chargers over... Who do the Chargers play? Wait, who did the Chargers? Uh, Chargers are playing. Did I miss that game? I completely forgot, bro. <laughs> missed that game. Wow. Um, they, they they oh, they play Arizona. I I did miss uh, that game. Oh, I'm picking the Chargers though, but he hey, picked the Chargers. Chargers. He picked the Chargers. He picked the Colts over the Dolphins. Steelers over the Broncos. Packers over the Vikings, and Texans over the Titans. So. I don't really want to throw shots at my dad, but I think I'm going to win this week, too. <laughs> I think I'm going to double up. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's just about it, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my boy B. Jones for coming through. It's always a pleasure having him. We got to do this no more doubt. now that we got this Skype thing up, though, for real. No doubt. Got to get some more guests on here, too, man. We got to gotta get me, B. Jones, and, and, like, somebody else or something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I had a lot of fun doing this, man. B. Jones, thanks, thanks for your time. No problem. Yeah, so uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We did, you know, talk a little over. This episode was going to be 50 minutes, but yeah, just want to thank you guys for listening, for all the love and support. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I uh, hope you're thankful for Curry in the pot. I'm thankful for you guys. So yeah, Happy enjoy. Yeah, don't eat too much, man. I- I want you guys to be able to continue to listen to me. But yeah, I want to thank you guys for listening one last time. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 68 is done. Peace.